we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. A new world order. I am Aaron Cole, and you are listening to The Cole Report, coming to you via the powerful ATN.live. Thank you for spending some time with me here this morning. Later on in the show, we're going to be talking about some cryptids with Shepard. That's going to be a blast. Just trying to keep up with this this theme of, you know, the weird, the spooky, the creepy for October, trying to lighten the mood with all of with all of the craziness going on in the world. And it seems like it's right on cue. Every Saturday morning I wake up and I see really just, I wouldn't say unbelievable news, but just news that shows that there's there's a problem going on. I can't tell if it's you know the United States doing this to people, if it's Russia doing this to people, or maybe the governments are just even doing it to themselves. Just this morning, we have have some news like that with Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear plant has lost its uh, last remaining external power source and is now relying on emergency diesel generators. I am not a nuclear power plant expert. I'm assuming as long as there's water in the reactors, they should be fine, but I could be wrong. Maybe this will cause it to melt down and that'd be some of that more chaotic shit that's going on in the world just to kind of keep us on edge, keep us scared. From Germany this morning, long-distance long distance rail service in northern Germany was suspected, was suspended entirely this morning. Two communication cables have have been cut in two different places. Security authorities speaking of initial indications of possible sabotage, according to Spiegel. I don't really understand this one all that much. Communication cables and in, in long distance rail service is I don't see the correlation there. I'm sure there's something to that, but I wonder if this was this one might have been the United States or I mean, it could be Russia, too, but this kind of smacks a little bit of the those Nord Stream pipelines that, that blew up a week or so ago. There's there's so much funky business going on. And the next in this funky business here is Russia shuts all airports in the south of the country after the Crimean bridge blast. In a post on Telegram social media feed, Ukraine's SBU said the bridge burns beautifully. So <laughs> I think we know who did that one. That one, I don't think you need to be exactly an expert in like whoever did that with the Nord Stream pipelines. This one seems a little bit easier where you can just blow up a bridge and you know, it's all, all going to come down. 
this one might make Russia a little mad if it wasn't them that did this. And this is just like those pipeline things. Why would you do something like this when they have troops and everything like that in Crimea? And this is basically the only way to to get down to Crimea. And I don't understand the airport thing. Maybe they're suspecting that maybe whoever did this is just kind of in Crimea. I mean, sure, they could get a boat, but that's going to take a minute to to get back to wherever you're from. And I'm sure they probably got people in the water on boats, of course, looking for whoever did this. And the other kind of angle to this that I see is to just keep those tensions real high, these nuclear threats, if you will. And Joe Biden talking about Armageddon, who's basically the the dumbest person in the world right now. And I got some clips here in a minute to to talk about that to kind of prove my point if there was any doubt. But I think the the main thing that's going on with with these these tensions and these threats is just to keep people in this really hardcore state of fear. Fear makes you do irrational things, of course. Fear will make you turn on your neighbor. Will just cause more havoc in your life than you would think possible. And the other good part or bad part, if you will, of what fear does is it keeps you in tune, keeps you tuned in to basically what the government and the media is telling you to do. So you basically become a reliable bitch to, to the system. It will open you up to programming and it'll go on from there. The most important thing to to realize when you start processing some of these these things and you hear Biden talking about Armageddon and you keep up with all this thing is to not let the fear run you like that because you're going to see some very dark things. The best thing to do and how I kind of approach this, if we're going to do a little uh, prepping news or whatever have you, is to go ahead and get everything you need. Get get food, get water, get a plan together, get some some guns. And once you get those kind of basic things set up, try to get out of the city if you can. It'll it'll allow you to be in a more reasonable mindset, knowing that you know I've got everything done that I that I can everybody in my family is aware of what could happen. So you can just try to help them out a little bit, but it helps you sleep better at night knowing that you are, you know, you have some kind of capabilities in case a bomb does go off and people start acting real crazy. And it's really, it's really just kind of that basic actually when I, when I'm, as I'm saying this and just kind of processing everything it, you'll sleep better at night, and if there is a nuke that's gonna gonna hit you, you what are you gonna do? Uh, the human condition is not whether or not we're gonna die at some point. It is it is very much a certainty that we will die at some point. And if you can do everything in a in a logical manner, not out of fear, it it won't that won't run your life. And I think that's the most important kind of message to take away from all the all the fear that's going on in the world just break yourself free and be kind of 
in in peace with you know with some of the stuff that's going on. Hopefully, it won't happen. I still think the chances are very low. the The fear is much more of the driver. It's much more the dangerous thing in the room right now because it'll cause you to do just the dumbest shit. Speaking of some of the dumbest shit, Joe Biden being insane. I had this clip ready and it lost it. But basically, when Biden was at the at some kind of car plant, he just gaffs and and does all the dumbest shit possible. But and that's normal. What he's doing now is he can't even count words. This is just a short clip right here. Let me get this. All right, here we go. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't think this guy can count that much anymore. Uh, I know it's kind of redundant to to bang on him so much, but... When, when you can't even count words and you can't basically talk at all and you have been elected you know, with some, some air quotes there, I'm sure we all know not the biggest election denier or anything like that, but there was some, some funky shit, but we're not talking about that right now. When he just makes us look bad, I guess is the other thing that really bugs me with this, but something so simple as, and let me stay off with a few words. The guy cannot talk anymore. He's just the, the biggest bumbling idiot. And people are falling for it still. I found out some updates on the on the Shepherd and Bella show yesterday. We towards the end we were talking about Biden and pardoning these uh, weed charges that people have. I did a little bit more digging into that. And this is, is not for getting people out of jail, of course. It leaves it vague, so you're thinking like, oh, man, yeah, people are getting locked up for, for weed and eat. This is just to, this pardon thing is just to get that off people's records who are already out of jail. So it's one of those things where he's, it masks it like he's doing something much better than it actually is. I mean, I, and I agree as well that you shouldn't have those charges on your on your rap sheet it should you shouldn't even really be going to jail for it either. But it's just one of those little things where he acts like he's doing something good, like the student loans, acting like he's uh, God, what, what were the other ones? I can't think of them at the moment, but it's just always these these kind of vague promises to to really help out people and he's not doing that shit at all. Not even a little bit. And people fall for it. They fall for it. The the stock market is something else I've been kind of keeping my eye on with this this OPEC plus uh, fuel cut with uh, with Russia and supposedly Biden's going to be approving Chevron to open up a refinery in Venezuela and I don't think that that's going to work. This is another one of those kind of you know promises that never go anywhere. Venezuela is part of OPEC, <laughs> and he seemed to have forgotten that. On the other side, we're going to have Shepard Ambellis on. We're going to talk about the Mongolian death worm. Stay tuned to The Cole Report.
We hope you enjoy what you hear on Embella's Talk Network and want to remind you to check the full schedule for live broadcast showtimes. The Shepherd Embella Show broadcasts on weekdays, Monday through Friday, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Also, don't forget to catch the live broadcast of The Cole Report, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Central. Then on every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central, listen to Rained Out Rantcast on ATN.Live. Also, remember, don't forget to click the pink button in the upper right corner and make a pledge. Anyone who pledges support of $50 or more will receive two of Shep's documentary film DVD videos, and his latest electronic beats album titled Gangstalker 2.0. All shows are rebroadcast and looped daily until the next live show. ATN.Live, The Ambellas, Talk, Network. ATN.Live. Is your car or truck experiencing ED? That's right, engine dysfunction. Has your drive life become a disappointment? Perhaps you're losing performance, or your pedal is feeling a little sluggish or soft. Maybe you're not able to go as long or as far as you used to. If this sounds familiar, then you need this little purple pill. The Gobi Fuel Boosting Tablet could enhance your performance and give you back your drive life helping you to go longer and faster and increase acceleration and helping you enjoy a nice smooth ride. We are still talking about driving, right? Gobi fuel tablets could not only save you money at the pump, but when you share the power of this pill and help others improve their drive life, you can earn money, lots of money. So don't let ED ruin your drive life. Get Gobi fuel boosting tablets today. Visit GoGasTab.com. Hey, it's Aaron from The Cole Report, and I just want to remind you, if you miss any of the live shows, you can catch the rebroadcast all week long. There's a schedule on the homepage. Click it, and it'll show you everything going on for the whole week. And if that's not convenient enough for you, you can catch The Shepherd and Bella Show, The Rained Out Rancast, and The Cole Report on Apple and Spotify for your listening pleasure. Stay tuned for your regularly scheduled program, The Cole Report, hosted by yours truly, Aaron Cole. Alright, let's talk about some fun stuff. Fuck that news. Like I was talking about with fear, you gotta you gotta balance. You gotta balance. You gotta get in some of that weird shit, some of that creepy shit. Shepard Ambellis is gonna be joining us. Oh, how are you doing this morning, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. You, I brought you on today because you're you're much like myself when it comes to these cryptids. It's uh, it's kind of like a, a pastime for us. To just kind of relax, you know, let her hair down, have some fun with with all of these different things. The first one I was kind of wanted to know if you've ever heard about this that much. The the Mongolian death worm. Have you had the the chance no. of reading up on that or anything? No, not at all. That sounds really cool. Yeah, this is this is a trippy one. I don't I don't think I've ever heard of it before. Maybe kind of like in passing somewhere, just reading through some weird shit here and there. But this thing is 
it's quite trippy. It kind of reminds me of some some movies that got made. So when I was kind of looking through this and just kind of making some general notes, I was like, shit, I think I've heard of this before or seen it somewhere. And it's a strange one. <clears throat> this thing lives in the Gobi Desert. So it basically lives in BFE. <laughs> it doesn't seem like the most attractive place to live. It has a has red skin. Some people say it's almost like it's really tough. And there's no pictures of this, by the way. This is just kind of local legends. There's never any pictures of, of these things. <laughs> no, but you know uh, that that's a that's that's a myth within itself because um, people have to realize that that when um, you know people say like, oh, but there's no pictures of Bigfoot. Oh. But there's no, oh, they can just never get a picture. You know, I've heard many stories where, like, men in black type agencies show up, maybe, like, the Department of the Interior and, like, special operatives, and and they come and they confiscate cameras and whatnot. So um, I'm sure, like, um, you know, they get pictures of some of this stuff if it um, truly exists. And But I just wanted to make that clear, like, it's not like zero point. pictures exist of anything ever, you know, but because when I listen to these um, cryptid shows, people kind of uh, explain it like that, like they don't really walk people through that. But, um, you know, because it's That's not like point. some, yeah, it's not like some bizarre phenomenon where there's just like zero pictures, but these pictures are like hidden. Mm-hmm. I need to look and see if I can actually find some. I just heard no pictures, and I was assuming just because it lives well, under the well, sand. Well, no, I mean, I'm I'm sure there. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm sure something. you're not going to find any, but you know, of course, True. then that leads to the rumor. Oh, why don't they ever get any pictures of these things? You know, but surely, like, <laughs> if these things are real, our government agencies have pictures. Absolutely, I know. If I saw this this creature coming at me, it's supposed to be like five to seven feet long. Oh man! So it's like it's supposed to be a good size. <laughs> Where, you know, this isn't your average kind of snake thing. If I see something like that coming oh. at me, and <laughs> there's there's kind of weird accounts of it with 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 it having a mouth or no mouth. I'm assuming this thing has this big ass mouth and it's gonna have almost like circular set up shark teeth. I could see that. Oh yeah, and that would kind of that would trip me out i would i wouldn't grab my camera that's for damn sure if this thing's coming at me i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna try to haul some ass now how does get this up out of there how do they think this thing moves is it um on the surface or does it bore down like how does that work do you know some of these um most of the the accounts i've got uh have i've listened to it seems like it goes underneath the goes underneath the sand and that's where it kind of gets a little fuzzy. Some people say it just kind of wiggles through the sand. Some people it says it has like little arms off of it. Not like actual arms, but maybe um, I can't really think of what to compare. Like that hairs to. or something where it yeah, like some, pulls it through like, the mm-hmm. like a submarine through water with the you ever like see Hunt for Red October? Like Hunt for Red October. They have that secret <laughs> caterpillar drive. <laughs> <laughs> The, some of the accounts I was listening to this, um, I was reading about it and then also just listening to some other people talk about this thing and monster fuzz. It's a, it's another pretty good podcast. They just talk about cryptids monster and stuff. That's fuzz. all they do. <clears throat> but they're saying that the, 
this thing looks like a, a dick with a vagina at the end of it. Damn, <laughs> Is that where they that's were comparing like, it? that's scary within itself. I mean, yeah. if I saw like an uncircumcised dick with a vagina connected to it <laughs> fucking chasing me through the sand. I'd be like, damn, is this thing like part anteater or what? Oh, I, I would, I wouldn't know what to do to be honest with you. I'd probably just <laughs> kick over and die immediately. <laughs> like this is not, this is not happening. It also is supposed to spit acid, like kind of like a yellow color acid Ooh. and, and make a blast of electricity. So, it's like some kind of weird spitting snake thing. So and basically, like electric ill vibe to it. It looks like a penis with a vagina connected to it, and it spits yellow <laughs> pus onto you. Great. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. This uh, this is this is one of the stranger. And ones that, I've ladies ever and gentlemen, of. is how you know cryptids are real because you absolutely could not make this shit up. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> some of the. Some of the locals, and this sounds kind of on par for me. the the um, The Mongolian deathworm uses acid uses this acid to kind of like dissolve its prey. So this kind of make puts me back in the other camp of like maybe this thing doesn't have like a, a legit mouth. Maybe it just has like a like it licks it up or some kind of way of absorbing it. That just fuck. I mean, you're gonna get eaten by this this dick pussy worm thing, and then it's gonna like dissolve you and then slurp you up like a like a spider does or something this is not good it uh it raises supposedly when it goes to attack you it raises up halfway out of the ground and it eats and it um i guess that's when it does its spitting thing or whatever the hell's going on here or putting out a, a emp burst off of it but it mostly eats livestock and humans, which that kind of sounds kind of on par. I'm assuming there's no cats in the Golby Desert, not cats, cows in the in the Golby Desert. I'm assuming this is kind of like eats lambs and and then people, of course. They um, supposedly, whenever this thing like gets close to villages, they'll completely uproot uproot everything and try to move further away, almost like get to like some kind of a rock structure so they don't have loose loose sand or anything like that under them so this like i said it's there's been some people that have gone and looked for it and everything and supposedly they've never found any real proof of it but anytime they've interviewed the locals in the, in the Golby desert and they're pretty adamant that they that they think this thing is out there terrorizing people and just you know, you go out one day for a stroll in the desert and you never come back. And it, it, it seems like it'd be kind of easy to say, you know, oh, God, he just got lost out there. And you he was come back from the desert. Nah, man, I'm telling you, man, it was an eight foot penis with a vagina connected <laughs> to it. People are going to think that you're on the sauce or. Yeah, they're I like, don't know what kind buddy, of drugs you might want to lay off the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> um. Before the the 1990s, supposedly it was a it was hard for for researchers to get into there. I don't know. I didn't really find out why exactly that was the case. So this is more of like a modern um, cryptid that like white that white people or you know kind of Westerners have come <clears throat> and started trying to look for it. The only thing I could think of was I think the Golby Desert was like 
I think it's like next to China. I could be wrong. I should have looked that up a little bit more. China. I've heard of it before, so I was just kind of rolling with it. But maybe there's some of that the, the communist states over there was like real hard, I guess, to get into. And so that's why it's more of like a modern thing. Not sure why, but. Um, and then also uh, most people that have looked for the Mongolian death worm came to the result. If it is real, it's a, oh, it's it's not actually a worm. There's some kind of, I didn't write it down because I'm a dummy, but there's some kind of sand snake or sand lizard. This some people think if this, if this is real, it's like a, maybe a mutated version of this, or maybe some people are just tripping a little bit and thinking it's this, this death worm, which seems kind of interesting. Sometimes, I guess with cryptids, right, there's this, maybe not people freaking out or maybe just being kind of bad eyewitnesses sometimes. And I think they're seeing something completely different. And when this thing, which even a sand lizard or sand snake, that sounds pretty, pretty damn crazy too, especially if it's poisonous, which, you know, I would think so. Most, I guess not most snakes are poisonous, but there's quite a few out there that are. And um, it'd be really hard for, for a worm to live in that kind of environment, you know, like they have yeah. to stay kind of moist. Yeah, so no, that, it'd be like a dry worm. I wouldn't want to <laughs> encounter that thing. Goddamn sand snake, baby. <laughs> That's trippy. I'm, Cause I don't, I can't think of really any snakes that go under, like go in the sand like that. There's some sidewinders mm -hmm. in the, in the deserts that'll you know be on top of it, moving around. Well, it reminds me of that, scared. the movie Dune. Where the the shit, those big worms are like going into the the desert. Yes, yes. Some of the some of the explorers actually for for the Mongolian death worm, I think they went after the dune like books were written or something like that. And there's one guy that set up a a rhythmic powered thumper and was just beating on the ground like they did in Dune. And nothing happened, supposedly, which is kind of disappointing. But some people have kind of used that that thinking with Dune. You gotta, you There's gotta, also, you gotta pour water on them, because like, have you ever seen how when worms come out of the ground because it rains? Oh yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's <laughs> It'd be a shit ton of water. <laughs> <laughs> I would try that. Yeah, that's worth a shot. Just geoengineer it up right there in that area where you're running your test and uh, see if they pop up. Thumpum. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. We should we should go hunt for this thing. I think this um, Josh Gates he does so many damn shows, and I didn't write this one down. I think it's Destination Discovery or something like that. Have you ever watched that show before? I think I've caught up? it like once or twice. I can't remember the name of the one because he did like one where he'd go out and investigate like uh, like the pyramids or something like that, yeah. and then there was one where he'd go and do cryptids. But he went out there looking for this thing. Of course, they say he kind of struck out, as as this always happens. But um, yeah, I know. So we're gonna be talking about some more stuff. But what really makes me think this this thing has some influence in real life is, like I said, Dune, Tremors, even those creepy ass sand snake things in Beetlejuice. Oh yeah. Stay tuned. We'll be back.
Nationwide gas prices have reached an all-time record high, and there's a lot of us that are feeling the squeeze. We can help alleviate those pains at the pump through a revolutionary fifth-generation Nobel Prize fuel catalyst, now available to the public. Boost by Govi increases miles per gallon by an average of 20%, allowing you to go further, lessening how many times you need to fuel up. That's money in the bank. Just pop this little purple pill into your tank and get big gas savings. Professional truck drivers can also experience massive savings because it can also be used in diesel engines and decreases the amount of diesel exhaust fluid that's required. This unparalleled purple pill also increases octane levels by five points, which allows regular fuel to act like premium and is safe with over 650 million miles tested without damaging a single vehicle. It's time to free up your budget and increase your bottom line today. Visit gogastab.com. That's G-O-G-A-S-T-A-B.com. Hey everyone, Shepard Ambellis here. I just wanted to remind you to catch the show, The Shepard Ambellis Show with co-hosts Bethany Adani and Aaron Cole every single weekday, Monday through Friday on ATN.Live at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. That's 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, ATN.Live. Be there. We hope you enjoy what you hear on Embella's Talk Network and want to remind you to check the full schedule for live broadcast showtimes. The Shepherd Ambella Show broadcasts on weekdays, Monday through Friday, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Also, don't forget to catch the live broadcast of The Cole Report, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Central. Then on every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central, listen to Rained Out Rantcast on ATN.Live. Also, remember, don't forget to click the pink button in the upper right corner and make a pledge. Anyone who pledges support of $50 or more will receive two of Shep's documentary film DVD videos, and his latest Electronic Beats album titled Gangstalker 2.0. All shows are rebroadcast and looped daily until the next live show. ATN.Live, The Ambellas, Talk, Network. ATN.Live. It's the darkest thing you can do with yourself in the morning with your pants on. Are you ready? Let's get to the show. If you've missed any of the show or you can't finish it, you can check it out on Apple Podcast all of those podcast sites the dick penis they're the, the penis vagina worm that was pretty interesting yeah um it's so weird shepherd i was thinking if you want to if you want to talk some about dogman i'll uh, i'll give you the floor and then we can wrap up with the with the goat man keep Ooh. it keep it on moving here well, what's um yeah when was the first time you heard about the dogman um Probably in like 2016. Oh wow! I, I didn't know anything about it until you you were sharing that that one show that's on YouTube. I can't think of it. Uh, Dogman Encounters dog. Radio. Oh with, yeah, with Vic Cundiff. That's, yeah, that that's my favorite um, Dogman uh, show that they have. And <clears throat> there's over 450 episodes now, so it's like pretty 
crazy because every episode, um, you know, a person will tell their personal dogman encounter. Some are more interesting than others. Some are really interesting and they're all usually highly detailed. Um, not many of them sound like they're making it up or they're fake. I mean, I'm going to say like a very low number, like maybe like one out of a hundred or something like that. Cause the guy Vic, he must've had some type of dog man encounter or something and knows they're real. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that for sure, but like, cause like he'll question people on it and drill them and, it's it's crazy how um the similarities in the in all the encounters but there's differences too and just listening to how people describe these things it's you know it's basically a um a dogman is basically i i guess the most common um belief of it in the modern world is it's a physical creature it's probably not paranormal um, it's probably just a straight up creature and they range from like six to 13 feet, um, in size and they can leap like 30, 35, 40 foot leaps. They can run like 60 miles an hour. Um, they're extremely strong. They basically can stand on two legs. Now, sometimes when they go to stand on two legs, there's like popping noises heard. Mm-hmm. Or like air noises heard, which is weird. I find that strange because so basically a dogman's like your classic werewolf, except it probably doesn't transform from a person or anything like that. You know, it's just like this animal. But sometimes when it goes to stand on two legs, it clicks and pops like the bones. Um, people have said it sounds like air compressors or like... um you stab a, a, a semi truck tire with a knife and it, yeah, or, um, huh. or bones breaking or popping, um, to the point of like they're ultra loud. So lots of different kind of descriptions on that. And that doesn't happen every time, but it happens enough to where you realize that's some type of thing. But I remember as a kid watching, um, scooby-doo when i was probably like four years old and i remember like some werewolf episode on it and there was clothes wearing clothes i guess right uh, not just all furry i don't know but i i remember i remember like clicking and popping like when the when when it would transform from a guy to a uh wolf it would it would like click and pop and stuff and i i kind of think that i've seen that in cartoons several times so i i think that that's kind of like a um in werewolf tales too so my best guess is like a werewolf got embellished on and they said it's a man or that also can be kind of like a skinwalker or um they're making those stories up as kind of like cover stories because these cryptids really exist so so then they add the man to it and this and that so no one believes it but they're just right. kind of like animals out in the woods, you know, um, doing their thing. A lot of time, like, I guess their hands and stuff, they don't really have like paws. They have like more elongated paws, like a raccoon. 
so they can okay. actually like so use, use their, their hands. hands. Okay. Yeah, and they they got like long arms. When they stand up, it looks like a bodybuilder, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but even more oh, jacked. Chiseled. Yeah, and um, narrow waist, and then they have like the legs of a dog and real long arms, and they can also run on all fours. I wonder with the with it with like that bone breaking sound or air compressor sound. I wonder if it's it's changing it to go from you know going on all fours so it can go super fast or maybe then that's when it goes up and it goes up on twos to I guess basically to just have a different way to attack somebody. I'm wondering well, that, that well, sounds crazy. Um, I don't know, but you know they're they're pretty hard to uh, kill and whatnot. Um, there's been stories like this dude blew the peck the pectoral muscle off of one with like a shotgun. Um, you know, some people have like really opened up on them and it hasn't done much damage or at least didn't kill them right then. Um, but like supposedly according to this contractor team, this contractor that, uh, was up in Alaska and they had a run in with this dog man and they were heavily armed. They, um, when they finally killed this thing and and they, they really expended some firepower into it, like his whole team. They were like super heavily armed contractors protecting this mine. And they said that um, this special team showed up and started cutting the body up and like getting it out of there. And they said this team like showed up quick and they, they even had to like, like supposedly like, you know, they told these guys they better shut up about it and all this stuff. But um, they, he said when they uh, cut into the thing, it had like this black goo in it. And it was mm. just, it almost sounded like part mechanical or something or like a crazy type of creature. Um, like the way he described the organs and how they worked. It's mm. it, to me, it seemed like either a whole new type of thing or a, um, kind of like how they described those gray aliens where they might be created or or like, or, or like part living kind of. or drones yeah and and that could explain some of those noises and stuff too but then again that's mm -hmm. just one guy saying that and i don't know if i totally believe that story although it was like the craziest story ever and it's like how would you make that up um right. you know other people have kind of just seen blood and stuff kind of spray off them so i don't know if there's some type of inner bone structure or fluid in their bones that oh he was basically saying that the femur he saw part of the femur and it um it was like on a track so it could like slide to expand mm. you know and that might be true i mean if this thing is going to stand up a certain way and leap you know it might be some kind of jumping mechanism like the yeah they, they can jump like 30 foot spans i've I had a weird encounter with, at the time, I don't know, kind of my whole life, I'm th I was thinking like, see, because this happened on an Indian reservation, and I went on the confessionals, and I, I told about this in one of my oh, stories yeah. I was Great telling, show. but um, um, the confessionals with Tony Merkel, people can check it out, but uh, basically like I struggled with it like my whole life I kind of looked back on this and thought like well maybe it was a skinwalker and then mm -hmm. but then you're getting into this myth mythical like thing when I know what I saw was completely physical so now after listening to um 
you know, 400 plus dogman encounters. I know that that was most likely a dogman that I encountered, but, um, what, what, it, you know, basically what happened was me and my friend, we were running and, um, we were next to this beach cliff and you can go listen to the more detailed version, but, but um, we're running alongside this beach cliff. That's like a, you know, it's like a hundred foot drop or more, maybe even like quite a bit in that area, maybe even like almost 150 or something. And then there's like a, you're, you know, there's like a 10 foot to 20 foot to sometimes like a five foot, section toward the cliffside and then there's like a trail and there's just brush and this thing we're running this thing jumps out of nowhere it seemed like and it and it <clears throat> and by the time it was jumping we were almost like right up on it so so like we fell down to our butts at a full run because it was like basically jumping over us at that point and with that first leap it jumped like Far. I mean, like, and then it took like three or four more leaps and it was out of sight gone. And it just took these graceful leaps and it was just this huge, I'm going to say like six or eight foot white wolf, but oh, it was wow. taking like 30 foot leaps and I didn't see it stand on two legs, but it wasn't like it a normal wolf's not going to do that, you know, and it yeah, wasn't like a deer. Yeah, it was it was like a deer, but even crazier. It was it would take like twice the leaps of a deer or something, you know. That's yeah, that's crazy. How you could have like that strong of legs. So that that your idea of like there or that guy's story of like there's some kind of contraption in in there to make it do that. Because I don't think there's anything really that jumps. God, thirty feet, and there's only six feet. So it, and there's in, and there's these witnesses <clears throat> tell the story. You know. I didn't see this thing standing on two feet or anything. So, but mm -hmm. that's my best guess of what it maybe was. But like these witnesses will tell the story and they're like, it cleared a whole roadway, like 30 feet in the, with one single leap, you know, and this is like a common thing. And so like, after I've heard all these stories, I realize, damn, you know, like maybe I think that's what that thing was. Yeah. Was it was it your show you did with with Tony where y'all were talking about the different colors like the like a white yeah. one is maybe a little bit better than say like a black one like there's different kinds of of dogman in the sense that some might be a little bit nicer and some might just you know roll up and eat your ass yeah was that, um, that y'all Tony was saying he thinks uh, you know he's heard and and um, okay that you know those might be a more benevolent type and um it's weird because we were on the indian reservation and several weeks later these natives came up and they were talking with us because we used to camp down there and um because i was like a teenager at the time and uh they came up in the middle of the night and they were like drinking and stuff and one's like hey uh you know y'all want to hear the story of the white wolf that protects the res and and then me and my friend looked at each other and we're just like no way you know because this was like a couple of weeks after that had happened that is crazy the there's some weird shit that happens on indian reservations i mean yes just anywhere but that one with the skinwalkers and, and dogmen just insane 
We'll be back on the other side to talk a little goat man. That should be pretty interesting. We'll be back. Nationwide gas prices have reached an all-time record high, and there's a lot of us that are feeling the squeeze. We can help alleviate those pains at the pump through a revolutionary fifth-generation Nobel Prize fuel catalyst, now available to the public. Boost by Govi increases miles per gallon by an average of 20%, allowing you to go further, lessening how many times you need to fuel up. That's money in the bank. Just pop this little purple pill into your tank and get big gas savings. Professional truck drivers can also experience massive savings because it can also be used in diesel engines and decreases the amount of diesel exhaust fluid that's required. This unparalleled purple pill also increases octane levels by five points, which allows regular fuel to act like premium and is safe with over 650 million miles tested without damaging a single vehicle. It's time to free up your budget and increase your bottom line today. Visit gogastab.com. That's G-O-G-A-S-T-A-B.com. Hey everyone, Shepard Ambellis here. I just wanted to remind you to catch the show, The Shepard Ambellis Show with co-hosts Bethany Adani and Aaron Cole every single weekday, Monday through Friday on ATN.Live at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. That's 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, ATN.Live. Be there. We hope you enjoy what you hear on Embella's Talk Network and want to remind you to check the full schedule for live broadcast showtimes. The Shepherd Ambella Show broadcasts on weekdays, Monday through Friday, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Also, don't forget to catch the live broadcast of The Cole Report, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Central. Then on every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central, listen to Rained Out Rantcast on ATN.Live. Also, remember, don't forget to click the pink button in the upper right corner and make a pledge. Anyone who pledges support of $50 or more will receive two of Shep's documentary film DVD videos, and his latest Electronic Beats album titled Gangstalker 2.0. All shows are rebroadcast and looped daily until the next live show. ATN.Live, The Ambellas, Talk, Network. ATN.Live. is the shit I cover. And maybe my humor. This is the Cole Report. Wow. Time flies. So quick. We're at the last segment of the show. And we're going to put like a little bit of a cherry on top, I would say. I... I didn't know too much about the goat man. I'm, I'm not even sure if I've really ever heard of it before until we were kind of talking about some ideas of finding some people to come on the show. And you said goat man. And I was like, what the fuck's a goat man? Did you, uh, did you know much about this one? Shepherd? No, not really. I've heard a couple stories where, um, people had seen like, basically it's like a, almost like a man on the upper half and then like goat legs, you oh, know? Okay. Um, okay. That, so I don't know. I don't know if that relates to that, but I was thinking, you know, maybe it does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get to that part for sure. Uh, there's, there's quite a bit of, of stuff on the goat man and kind of like you were saying with, with the dog man, it seems a little bit more physical, 
this one, the goat man's not quite that simple. There's, there's so many different angles with this. And I was just trying to write the notes on this and like, shit, I don't know. So I just kind of mixed that all into here with it. Um, but mostly this thing is seen in Louisiana, Maryland, and Texas. I'm assuming it could be anywhere, but this is like really, if you look at like Texas and Louisiana, so he's probably like on, on the Gulf coast. So it's the, the terrain there's going to be a lot different than say, El Paso, Texas, Maryland, I guess, kind of the same way has trees. So it seems like maybe it just likes to hang out in that kind of an area. It's supposed to be seven feet tall. Um, we get into some kind of a weirder angles with this. It's not just kind of like out in the woods. It's a, it's a goat. I have a couple goats. I don't trust them. <laughs> you look in their eyes and they got those rectangle or um, black things on there. I can't think what the hell that's called. <clears throat> But you can't trust them at all. I, I don't trust my goats at all. I feel like if I died back there, they'd eat me in a heartbeat. Some urban legends say that it kills young couples in cars or it roams neighborhoods, killing pets and breaking into homes. So it seems like it's a little bit more mischief. It's mm-hmm. kind of on the prowl just to looking to, to screw shit up. The the breaking into cars apart, <laughs> you know, trying to get your swerve on out in, at Lover's Lane and <laughs> some, some goat just... I'm imagining it like just ramming the the side window and getting in there and you know trying to eat your ass, eat Damn. your ass. Uh, some sometimes there's been um, stories of it breaking into into the people's homes and then raping men and or women. So this thing, so they're like goat to fuckers eat. too. Yeah, <laughs> got a bisexual. So he's, he, I guess he's a protected class. So you can't go out there and kill a goat man a if you see it because it falls under LGBTQ. Plus. <laughs> Imagine getting fucked by a goat. <laughs> Imagine it. <laughs> I'm imagining it bending you over. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. Fuck me in the um, goat ass. Exactly. That shit is pointy. <laughs> it gets a little weirder from there. Some people are thinking this might have been. I guess this is one of the kind of angles you can look at at the goat man. Obama. Is, Obama. <laughs> there's this. Uh, there's this ag research center. You think Big Mike and Obama do threesomes with goat boy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You see what I'm going with here. According to uh, to people that work there and just the legends and everything, a mad scientist made the goat man. I guess he was. Damn. Maybe he made it while he was fucking the goat, or, or maybe he was doing some, you know, gene splicing, whatever have you. Which that sounds. None of know, these I mean, scientists he, were ever doing it. gene splicing. They're just using that as a cover. They're like. We're doing gene splicing. Mm. They're really just in their fucking goats <laughs> in the lab. That's that's how some of this shit starts. But if this if this thing's everywhere, it seems kind of like hard work to make a bunch of these. Think you would just make one, or I mean, people have been fucking goats for for years. I mean, if you look at some cowboys and they got their their genes tucked into their boots, they're usually called goat fuckers. <laughs> so maybe. Maybe if people are fucking goats all over the place and then these, these goats are taking the baby to term, holy shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, think I heard I'm they get a good one. pair. I don't think this uh, is actual gene splicing. I heard they got to get themselves a good pair of uh, Velcro gloves. And then if oh, what shit. you do is you get you some hip boot and you put the back <laughs> legs into the hip boot and you get your Velcro gloves and you go on the side of the goat, but then you back them against a cliff 
So they want to kind of kick oh. at you. <laughs> Holy shit. <Yee-haw! laughs> oh my God. That's, the, the visual is on point. I feel like Shepard with that one. That is, that is crazy. Uh, <laughs> but some people say that uh, over there where they were fucking goats, the, the goats got kind of mad and it, it has a hunger for blood. So this guy's, you know, he's mad is, his daddy was a human. His mama was a goat, and you know that's just not a good way to raise kids that way. So he, uh-huh. he just starts lashing out, and you know going out there and fucking people in their house. <laughs> but like you were saying with the with the you know with the the man like a man part on top and then like goat legs. That's a that's a satyr, and that's from from Greek mythology. So oh, you can weird. see how like yeah see, yeah so i feel like those see, things like, existed like like if they're in greek mythology like i feel like it's not a myth like um right i don't know like i was telling my teacher in um i guess it would have been like seventh grade we were learning greek mythology and i go you know all this shit was real right and she's like what do you mean and i go well no one in their right mind would fucking uh make up all the stories and all this shit and put it in every textbook and teach it to every class in the world. If it's a myth. Mm, that's a good point. I'm sure they were kind of bored back in the day, but I don't think they would be bored enough to like, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to come up with this crazy ass idea of centaurs and, and keep it going you know, and teach the whole world about it. Mm-hmm. The only reason you do that's because you're telling history. You're like, you're like trying to say, look, the shit was real. Like here, look, here's, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. It, it makes a lot of sense. Another another angle with Goatman is that maybe it's a it's an egregore, like <clears throat> like it's been just talked about enough, and a lot of just funky energy has gone into it, and it kind of well, egregore is a little different. I'm sorry. Let's start over with that. It, it's been summoned from hell. A lot of people associate uh, goats and with the with Satan right. and stuff like that. I don't really know what to think about that. I like the goat fucking idea a lot more, but remember that movie when, Dragnet? Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. It's like a real old uh, detective movie. Oh, it has Dan Aykroyd in it, I think, or something. And they have these mm-hmm. like satanic pagans in it and stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. Like, they they always associate the goat head and the horns. Everything with with satanic stuff. I don't understand why that really is. Because I mean, goats are kind of passive. Besides just going around and eating every damn thing, it's they're not very satanic. Just their eyes are. And from from the hell thing, I'm assuming like everything else kind of associates with it. Especially you know breaking in and eating people. That seems a little bit more demonic than you know, something running around screwing people. <laughs> but um, <laughs> there's also a, a way to. To bring that into into the egregore space here, and egregore is just like at a, like a certain location. There's this bridge in Denton called Goatman's Bridge, and I'm actually going to go there uh, the weekend before my birthday, so I'm pretty pumped about that. And so a lot of supposedly a guy got hung off this bridge. He was a black uh, goat herder, and then a lot of people started going there, and I guess just mourning him or going there to kind of keep this this bad vibe going. And supposedly there's a goat man there and just like other spirits. But where the the egregore thing kind of comes in with all this, the satanic shit that's going on at this bridge and the the woods around it, they've like put this bad energy into the air and kind of manifested this, the goat man, at least in that area. I don't know if that pertains to everything else, but 
the Goatman's just, it's all over the place. It's something I got to look a lot more into. It's seems like a wild, kind of a wild cryptid. And when you type back into the, the Seder and everything like that, it seems like they maybe had that kind of, you know, it's twisted with the, the top and the bottom. But this one very much is supposedly, you know, has the goat head and then kind of walks bipedally, bipedally around. Mm. It's a very, very fascinating kind of cryptid, especially with all the different the angles of it are just something I can't really think of. Maybe Bigfoot rivals that mm-hmm. or some some people say Bigfoot's, you know, it's just a regular kind of cryptid like he's just an animal or maybe portal jumps and, or maybe he's like hanging out with aliens. <laughs> I think that's the only one besides the goat. Well, man, I, I wonder like how often these cryptids encounter each other. And, oh, fuck. Like you a know, down in the woods. Yeah, like. I've heard stories of shit like that, like Sasquatch fighting Dogman and stuff like that. I need to find some stories on that. That sounds like a good listen. Well, Shepard, thank you for for coming on and talking some cryptids with me this morning. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Anytime. That was was fun. Don't forget to catch the Shepard Ambella show weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. Boom. I'll be there with you. Yeah, Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back hopefully next Saturday. As long as there's no nuclear war or whatever the hell. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Nationwide gas prices have reached an all-time record high, and there's a lot of us that are feeling the squeeze. We can help alleviate those pains at the pump through a revolutionary fifth-generation Nobel Prize fuel catalyst, now available to the public. Boost by Govi increases miles per gallon by an average of 20%, allowing you to go further, lessening how many times you need to fuel up. That's money in the bank. Just pop this little purple pill into your tank and get big gas savings. Professional truck drivers can also experience massive savings because it can also be used in diesel engines and decreases the amount of diesel exhaust fluid that's required. This unparalleled purple pill also increases octane levels by five points, which allows regular fuel to act like premium and is safe with over 650 million miles tested without damaging a single vehicle. It's time to free up your budget and increase your bottom line today. Visit gogastab.com. That's G-O-G-A-S-T-A-B.com. Hey everyone, Shepard Ambellis here. I just wanted to remind you to catch the show, The Shepard Ambellis Show with co-hosts Bethany Adani and Aaron Cole every single weekday, Monday through Friday on ATN.Live at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. That's 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, ATN.Live. Be there.